You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Going to get all hot and feisty in here because it's time for Counterpoint. Facing off, Jenny Byrne, former campaign manager and deputy chief of staff to Stephen Harper, currently uh, at Bayfield Strategy, also working on uh, the PC campaign. And we've got Gabe Duroche, who's a account direction director over at Hill Knowlton Strategies. You, of course, are on the liberal side of things. All right. Good evening. Good evening. Well, thanks Good for evening. having me. Well, my pleasure. Uh, let's see if you come back, okay? All right. That's the test. That's how we know. It's like, but this time you came in person, so you're up for it. That's um, right. A lot of talk about coalition between liberals and NDP, and people are wondering why this word came up. Well, it's because Andrea Horvath, for a week now, has not given a very straight answer about this. She's ridden the fence. You know, maybe we'll see what the people say. Well, today she came out definitively to say it. But here was uh, Doug Ford uh, this morning on the campaign trail. People want change. People want change in this province. They don't want the NDP making a backroom deal to prop up the liberals. They want comprehensive change. And they're the same. When you look at the NDP, how they destroyed this province. Then you look at the liberals, how they've destroyed this province. People want change. They don't want the backroom deals with the NDP and the Liberals. I'm the only one that's going to lower taxes, lower hydro rates, get rid of the carbon tax, and create good-paying jobs. All right. So um, I'll I'll start with you, Gabe. Is this a problem for for Ms. Horbath? Because when you don't give a yes or no answer and you're the one campaigning on change for the better, looking at the other two saying, you don't need those two. Because you got me, and you can't answer a question about coalitions with a yes or no. Does this become a nag to her in the campaign? Well, I think she's been uh, pretty clear now. Now, when today. you uh, when you when you look at the statements, pretty clear uh, as of today. Sta- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, I think uh, I think she's been uh, she's been clear that she uh, she is running to win in uh, in this election. So uh, so are the Liberals. Both have uh, have ruled out a coalition. They're in this to win it. Uh, I think they've been clear. Well, I, I think uh, Kathleen Wynne said it today. Uh, the NDP share somewhat of a value system with us. I, th- I think they've been nothing. Uh, they, they, they haven't even been close to clear. I think these are two parties that share uh, very fundamental uh, policies. They support pharmacare. They support a carbon tax. They support record deficits. Uh, they basically mirrored in policies. And it's not an abstract thought to think that these two uh, parties would, would form a coalition. You've got one, uh, you've got the NDP that have a co- coalition in BC uh, currently. Uh, even in this own prov- uh, this province in 1985, yeah. uh, David Peterson was propped up by Bob Ray. So I think that there, that, that uh, uh, Kathleen Wynne and, and Andrea Horvath are obviously uh, talking in the back rooms, or at least cons- <laughs> contemplating in the back rooms. talking in the back rooms? Yes, well, it wouldn't be out of the realm of him. I mean, look, this what, is, a, this is Andrea Horvath. That, but Gabe, they haven't ruled it out. When did they rule it out? Andrea Horvath, as of they, yesterday, they less than twenty. No, they didn't rule it out. They didn't rule it out. They they tried to uh, they tried to clarify when they were actually called on the fact that it seems they were scheming in the back room on on deals. It's it's been less than a decade ago that that the NDP and and the Liberals uh, signed a backroom deal to uh, to to uh, against Stephen Harper. And not to Look, mention I, she did she did prop up this government when she could have brought them down a couple of times um, and, and instead made deals with them over insurance and kept them in business. I mean, it, it was more of a partisan interest for ca- uh, uh, Miss Horvath to prop them up than do what's right and fall to an election. So it wouldn't be with without 
merit here. Every election, the conservatives raise this coalition boogeyman. We've seen it at the federal level. We've seen it in past elections here. Look, both parties have been very clear. They're they're not running to form a coalition. They're running to win government. They've ruled out forming a well, coalition. Well, only Horvath Gabe, has as Gabe, of this they, morning. They, they haven't. The, the, the only people bringing up coalitions are... Uh, the NDP and the Liberals, and even if you don't want to call it coalition, <laughs> That's not true. No, okay. or anybody but Ford is, but, is now but, code for but coalition. Gabe, even if you don't want to say it coalition in BC, I think it's called something the Supply and Confidence Agreement. I think that David Peterson and, and Bob Ray uh, called it the Accord. So you may not want to call it a coalition, but it still is a coalition. I mean, this is a this is a typical line of argument from conservatives in election when they see a threat from uh, from the Liberals or the or the NDP. Uh, there's there's nothing new here, nothing new under the sun. This this comes up every single election. Of course it does, because and you guys talk about it every single election. It's it's not new. This is not the Liberals it's, and the NDP it is talking about a coalition. Talk, it is because you guys consistently talk the about coalitions. The only party obsessed with a coalition I gotta be are honest. the Conservatives. I gotta be honest. But it was asked on the CBC, which is not exactly a conservative station, about this issue. Will you form a coalition? And this was with Ms. Horvath. And she would not take a position. And the host kept saying... So that's a yes. So that's a yes. And even then she didn't say, hey, look, I think when it comes to nuance in a political election, you have to be, well, if you're a conservative anyway, you have to be very clear. No coalition, period, from the, from the get-go. And that's why I think people are talking about it, because that's not been what we've seen so far until this morning. And even Wynne has not come out and said, absolutely not. Well, I think they, I, I disagree with that. I think they've both said that they are running to win this election. They are running to to win the most seats, to form government. Uh, both parties have uh, have said that. Uh, to me, that's pretty clearly uh, ruling out a coalition. But look, they don't want to prejudge the the outcome of the election. We're, we're how many days into the campaign? There are still weeks to go to to raise this uh, this this boogeyman at this point. It's just it's way too early. And frankly, it's like it's a classic cliche from the conservatives. I don't but it was let's raised all, by the let's media. All first. Fear, you know that, right? Let's all fear the uh, fear a, a coalition. But, but 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 you do realize that the NDP and the liberals have formed coalitions in this province before. That, that's why the media are asking about it. There, there have been coalitions of the NDP and the Liberals in this province. So and there's also an anybody-but-Ford campaign yeah, by it's the not a, It's not a boogeyman. So. It's actually happened. Well, I think that uh, you can look to any jurisdiction where coalitions have happened before. It's uh, Like in Ontario proposed- between the Liberals and the NDP. Well, that, there is an example in the past of uh, of the Liberals and the NDP uh, cooperating. There are examples of uh, of all parties cooperating to uh, to keep governments afloat. But I think when you look at the words from Kathleen Wynne and from Andrew Horvath today through the weekend, no coalition. No, it's, well, it's, we'll it's clear as yeah. mud. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, a court, this this shocked me. We had polling done uh, exclusively for Global News by Ipsos, and uh, I was shocked to see the number that 72% of Ontarians polled do not buy the carbon tax. They see it as essentially a tax grab, a cash grab. It's ranked number eight on the issues. Health and economy are number one, and yet it's the Liberals, you know, their signature uh, plank that they kind of always, always talk about. A carbon tax is, a, is the signature plank of the Liberals? A, I don't think that, so. That, I think it's expanded pharmacare. I think it's child care for families. Is, your premier has said categorically that uh, climate change is the most you know, threatening, th- known thing to our existence. She has said 
that it's the most important issue of our time. Well, I think, I mean, I sit here and argue whether global warming is a threat to us. Of, of course it is. You look at the extreme weather events that uh, that are occurring have caused, you know, un, untold uh, untold costs on um, on the public treasury. This is something that we need to address right now. But 72% right percent of Ontarians say it's a cash grab. It's not. We want the economy working. We want health care. This isn't the issue that people apparently... I was shocked. I thought it would be lower. It was 72%. I'm, I'm actually not shocked at all. I think when you look at it, Ontarians have been stretched in terms of the taxes they've been paying. Um, uh, the hydro rates uh, are... People actually have to in this province... Uh, uh, maybe Kathleen Wynne doesn't see it, but people are having to decide whether they're paying for their hydro, or whether they're uh, they're buying groceries uh, uh, for their home. I, I, I am not surprised that that most Ontarians are against a job killing carbon tax. It it essentially raises the price on uh, on everything. everything. So I actually am, am not surprised at all that seventy two percent of Ontarians uh, feel feel that way. Okay, so does this then become? Uh an election issue, uh, looking at these numbers, I, because we know that Doug Ford's not running on a carbon tax and the other two will keep cap and trade. Putting a price on carbon pollution should not be a partisan issue. This is a this is a, a global warming. A is a, warming is a fact. It's that, not a uh, fact. Global warming is not a fact. Climate change exists. It's not a fact that it's caused by humans. It has not been scientifically proven beyond 100%, a thousand percent. It, it has not. Climate changes. How it changes is still very much a question. You can't definitively well, say. I'd- I don't, we might have to agree to uh, to disagree there, but I think that uh, that putting a price on carbon pollution so that you can reduce it uh, using those economic tools um, and is is a is a good thing. It's a necessary thing. It's an essential thing, and. I, it, you know, it's. It, I, I think it's too bad that this has become uh, a partisan issue with irresponsible politicians trying to drive this as a wedge between uh, supposed you know, right-wing and left-wing voters. Climate change is something that affects all of us. Well, and uh, I think carbon I, pricing I, is, I is, is, is a solution high, that uh, I think many high people agree actually, on. High taxes, people that can't make ends meet, that actually affects people regardless of what their uh, political affiliation is, and I think Alex, it's going to stay a an issue during the election because it's an election. It's an issue that uh, the electorate cares about. They they are upset about this. Yeah, and the bottom line is, if 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 the everyday um, taxpayer in this province sees this as just a tax, it might be the important, crucial issue to those in Toronto's you know decision making. But outside of Toronto, they're saying it's a tax, so they don't like it. We'll leave it there. We're going to talk about this issue, of course, uh, at around 9.30 um, and flush it out just a little bit more. We'll take a quick break here at 8.30. And when we come back to pay corporate welfare or not to pay, the big question, Doug Ford says, we won't pay. Is that the right move to make? We'll discuss that. Coming up here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Alex Pearson, good to have you. We are in Counterpoint. Jenny Byrne and Gabe DeRoche here in the house. Gabe, you're probably wondering, why did I come in here? <laughs> no, this is, this is good. It's, uh, it's a friend, <laughs> We're friendly, having fun. friendly debate. We're having fun. We're I'll bring you so some... much fun, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Here's some tissue for your sweating. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, let's talk about a, a comment. Uh, I guess uh, it's got some people's knickers in a knot. It was a comment Doug Ford made in the uh, Northern Debate that he essentially said, uh, I'm a generous guy, but I believe that we need to take care of our own first. And the opposition was very quick to play up the identity politics. But Ipsos polling did 
uh, some exclusive work for Global News last week. And in that poll was an interesting finding. And it shows 63% of Ontarians polled say when jobs are few, they want them to go to Canadians first before immigrants. Does that surprise you, Gabe? I, I worry that we're getting into uh, into a debate here that is is similar to the the one that's going on down south of the border. Um, you've said at the beginning of the campaign there was a lot of discussion about whether you know whether Doug Ford is 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 acting like is acting like Donald Trump. And with with rhetoric like this, um, it he's he's moving in that direction. No, no, that's ridiculous. Anyone who's paid any attention to politics in Toronto knows that. Uh, the Ford Nation is a very diverse group of supporters. There's a very diverse yeah. uh, uh, group of, of people who have elected the Fords over the years. Massively uh, popular in the GTA, exactly. which is all new Canadians. Uh, approximately 425,000 Ontarians are out of jobs. And what Doug was saying is, regardless of who you are, if you are an Ontarian and you're looking for a job, he wants you to find one. Yeah. That is what he was talking about. But that's not what he said, that right? That is what he, he said. He said that no, you guys we need to look after to, our own. You, you guys, you that, guys are trying. Kind of you guys are trying to play politics on this because you're you're losing ground in the north. You're you're abysmal record of what you have done for people in the north and playing both sides on issues in terms of natural resources came out during that debate. So you're trying to turn it into something that it's not. I think what came out during that debate, especially with this answer, is that uh, that Doug Ford didn't understand the issues that uh, that he was being asked about. But 63% of Ontarians agree with the sentiment of what he said, which is, you know, we cannot have, you know, whether it's seasonal workers or people coming in for short stays, taking the jobs of the locals who are out of work. Communities and, in the North want immigration. They want to grow their populations. They want to grow the the number of skilled workers that they have. Well, they want jobs so that they don't have to leave their communities. So if the jobs were there, they wouldn't have to leave the communities and move elsewhere. So if you just got the ring of fire developed in the last 15 years, there'd be no reason to leave the North. There's that. Well, I think I think what the question was getting at was whether whether Doug Ford would support uh, would support efforts to increase the number of, of skilled immigrants coming to communities in the North. It's something that the mayors in those communities support. It's something that uh, the companies in those communities support. And his he's answer was no. Su- he's, he's completely supportive of, of uh, immigration policies. That's not, that's you not guys are turning it in, no, but that's, that's, but that, it, it, what he, wasn't ta- he wasn't talking about immigration He policies. wasn't talking, he was talking about, about immigration. Jobs. That's what the question was about. No, the question said, would you? It was to- he was talking about uh, jobs in Northern Ontario, something, the, 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 the employment rate in Northern Ontario has gone down under your watch over the last uh, 14 years. 425,000 Ontarians are out of work. 50,000 alone in the month of January, jobs were lost in this province. Well, I can come back so, at you so with, I with the see, sad that unemployment no, Gabe, in Ontario Gabe, is the lowest it's been Gabe, in, in nearly Gabe, 20 years. Gabe, I can see why you guys are trying to turn it into an issue. It's not uh, because you can't defend the fact that uh, Ontarian jo- Ontario's jobs, uh, people are losing. Ont- Ontarians are, are, do not have less opportunity now than what they did when you came into power. You know, the Last only, point the to only, you and I want to change. The only reason this. this is an issue is because Doug Ford got up on uh, on stage at a debate and said that we need to look after our own, and that is uh, that's the kind of rhetoric that, frankly, we are uh, hearing too much of south of the border. I, I, I get what you're saying, but sixty. I looked at those polling numbers, and it looks like a lot of people would agree with with what he said, and he didn't know these polling numbers. These 
these polling numbers uh, didn't get pretty much uh, any attention last week when they came out. I do want to talk about his announcement today, though, about corporate welfare, that it will end under a PC government, to which I say hallelujah. This is not even a partisan issue. There are conservative governments that have done this. I don't like corporate welfare when we're giving multi-billion dollar companies incentives, whereas if we just had a strong economy, they would come here. We didn't have to pay them off 15 years that they would come here. Oh, we we do have a strong economy. Corporate profits are are the uh, the highest uh, are, are at record high levels. We do have a strong economy. We have low unemployment. We have an amazing it, mix of skilled workers brought uh, brought up through the education system that we've invested gone. in. But, cor- but Gabe, corporate profits are up because uh, your government is giving massive uh, incentives to those those corporations by in terms of subsidies and, and bailouts. Uh, if, That's why corporate profits are at record high levels. So if act- if you wanted to actually entice business, because right now uh, uh, business development in Niagara, New York and Buffalo uh, are bragging at the fact that Ontario jobs uh, and plants are coming uh, coming to there. It's high taxes. It's high level of hydro. And regulations. And, and regulations. And what Doug was talking Sorry, about today and, is and it's time. And the state time, of New York is it, not offering corporate, corporate time, welfare incentives to time, lure these companies? It's time to open Ontario for business again. Well, I mean, the point is, we didn't have to do this when we were a half province. People wanted to be here because we were we had everything, but we've lost three hundred. Well, I mean, but look, I get that true. I get that Toronto is chugging along just nicely, but if you step outside of Toronto, anywhere outside of Toronto, they are pissed off. They want change because they feel like they've been left behind and they've had no voice. The fact is, when a when a business makes a decision about where it's going to invest. Uh, you know the low low taxes are the tax rates figure into that calculation but so do things like is there reliable infrastructure is there a talented workforce all of these things are things that government which can we have. do which we just don't have good hydro prices or why do we have that regulation? because because government made the decision that this is something worthwhile to invest in that's about creating a positive business climate where where jobs and uh, and companies can grow. But if that Last was the ca- but if that was the case, Gabe, uh, why are why are why are um, small to medium sized uh, companies, uh, greenhouse factories in southern Ontario, for example, uh, moving to other provinces or down south? If if we were truly competitive and businesses were were uh, not being saddled with high hydro prices, high taxes, and increased minimum wage, why would why would companies be leaving? Well, I think... You had uh, 10 seconds. I'll, <laughs> give, give me your best 10 seconds, Gabe. Well, I'll say, t- <laughs> s- saying to business, we're not, we're, you know, we, we hate corporate welfare. Um, we're not interested in any kind of incentives to lure you here to uh, to invest. That's not a positive message to business. Sure if is. you really care about keeping business here, I think it'd be more positive with the when you're talking about investment. Yeah, I'm not big on the companies like Toyota getting hundreds of millions of dollars. They don't need it. Guys, I gotta let you go there. Could Thanks go for night. having Gabe. For thank having you us. very much for coming in, Jenny. Thank you so always much. Always a pleasure. Appreciate it. Have you back for sure here on Point. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.